0: Hey friends, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and I have the privilege of being the lead pastor here at Cassidy Church. Uh, and I am glad that you are with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us this day. Uh, and, and if you are new here, I just wanted to say a very special welcome to you. Thanks for taking some time to check us out and see what's going on here at Cassidy. Uh, my hope is that while you're here with us, that you will experience God in a new and powerful way. And that you will recognize that while we understand here at Cassidy that we don't have everything all together, that we're not perfect We know the one who is, and and so we strive to be more like Jesus, and we invite you to come with us on that journey, to grow in our relationship with God, in our relationship with one another, in our relationship with the world around us, so that we can live out the good news of Jesus Christ. We've been on this sermon series called If, the idea that if, if we take seriously the, 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 the story of Jesus, if we take seriously the life that God offers us, that everything could be different. And far too frequently, we, we live in a, an if-only mindset. If only things had been different. If only I had enough money. If only I had enough time. If only I mattered to my friends and family. And, and it goes on and on. And, and that's a, a, a position of regret. that that we regret things uh, that have happened, or we regret our choices that we have lived through. And so we want to take this time to say, hey, we want to live in what if. What if is potential? What if is is this promise that we have that things could be different? What if leads to a, a different mindset, because then it's all about how can we live into those big dreams that God has given us? How can we be the people that God is calling us to be and do the things that God is calling us to do? And if we live in an if-only sort of mindset, then it's if-only we had enough resources or or those types of things. And if we live in what-if, it's all about the potential that God has for us. And so the truth is we need to live in what-if and not if only. We need to live in the promise and potential that God has for us and not in the regret that we have for ourselves. Uh, we're going to be talking today about what if I mattered? What if I mattered to the, those around me? What if I mattered to God? What if I mattered in general? And so I, I always like to start with just a disclaimer out front of this. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment and say, uh, if you are struggling with mental illness, uh, I I apologize to you on behalf of the church, because far too frequently the church has said things like, you just need a little bit more Jesus in your life, or uh, well-meaning Christians say things like, uh, you just need to be happy you just need to stop being depressed, and, and, and I know that those things are not things that are helpful to hear. Uh, friends, this may be hard for you to hear, but I, I went through a, a very dark time in my life, and I went through very deep depression, and, and I, it was so bad that all I saw was the brokenness that was going on in my life. I couldn't see any of the goodness or happiness or joy that everybody else was experiencing and that I remembered. And so I was in so much pain and so much hurt that I just wanted it to end. I wanted all of it to end. And so I started thinking about uh, how I could do that and what that would look like. And so if you were there, uh, I wanted to say, I'm going to give you the same advice my dad gave to me. It's time to get help. Uh, and there's help in so many different forms. One, you, you can get help from us. Call us and we will, we will help you to get connected to people that can actually offer help. Because part of the problem is in the church, we, we say, you know, oh, it's, you just need a little bit more Jesus. But when we're physically ill, we still go to the doctor. So how could it be that if we're mentally ill that we just think, oh, you should just get over it? right? So I want us to know that there are people that care. So call us and we will be there for you. We will help get you connected to the resources that you need, to the people that you need, because it will make a difference for you in the long run. If I hadn't done that, I, I, I don't know where I would be today. And, and so I give thanks to the, the healthcare professionals that are in, in mental health, that they, have, they were able to help me to get through that. And the church surrounded me with love and grace. And so I, I did want to throw this out there. If you are thinking of hurting yourself or if you are uh, contemplating suicide, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is out there. Call this number 800-273-8255 because you matter. And, and, and your family and your friends may not express it in the way that you want to hear it or that you may be able, you may not even be able to receive it, but you truly matter. And, and, and this is not a direction that we want you to go because you matter to us. Even if we haven't met you, we love you and we care for you and we want the best for you. And, and that's what Jesus calls us to. And we believe that he is right. And so I want to invite you uh to, to if if that is not where, if, if you are there, we're, we're going to come alongside you and, and get you help. But if you're, um, if you're just living through your life and you've found that maybe you don't feel like you matter all that much in the grand scheme of things, maybe you look at others and you don't see how you matter or how you measure up, because that's part of our problem, right? We look at, at our deeds, our actions, and who we are, and, and what our friends and community says about us to find our value in ourselves. And, and And I mean, I do the same thing each and every day. Like I, I have recently decided that I am going to take up, uh, take up trout fishing and I'm using a fly fishing rod. Now this, like I've been fishing my whole life. Trout fishing with a fly rod is totally different. So I had to go and buy all the stuff, right? Because I didn't want to go out there and have people looking at me and being like, uh, you don't look like a trout fisherman. I want to at least look like I know what I'm doing so I can be accepted by the community. So I got the the, the good trout fishing waders, and they're way more expensive than you think. Uh, got boots for trout fishing, got the rod, got the, the, the right net to carry, all of those things. And, and when I'm out trout fishing and somebody leans over and says, oh, nice fish, when I catch one, which is rare. Uh, but when I do and they say, oh, nice fish, I feel better about myself. I feel like, hey, in this community, I have Value, And we do that in every community that we're in. The problem is, sometimes the negative voices that we hear spoken into our communities or to us in our communities, like from our friends or from our family, uh, those negative voices outweigh any positive voice that we have. Uh, for example, if you're a student and, and uh, at school you're hearing that you don't matter, that you're unimportant, that you're worthless, at home mom and dad say, oh no, we love you, you're precious, you're our child, but at school those voices are so much louder than the voices of your parents because, you know, they're your parents, they have to say those things, but your friends and your, your community at school, those voices matter more and and so you can start to believe and buy into the things that they're telling you or or maybe it's at work and and you feel like you know you're 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 working so hard but every time all of the things you're doing you just get negative feedback on everything that you're doing maybe your boss has it out for you or maybe you're just having a difficult season in life and and you're hearing all of these things and those things can hold you back and bog you down and kind of set your expectation for yourself or give you your own value at a lower place than it truly should be. And so I wanted to share with you uh, and, and maybe right set that picture because you are a precious child of God. You are important to the creator of all things, the one who offers life in abundance to each and every one of us. I mean, this is the same God that sent his son into the world so that people could have a right relationship because you are too valuable to him to let go without trying everything that he can to win you into, into that relationship. And so he sent Jesus into the world so that he could take on sin and death itself and kick down the doors to hell and death and offer life to each and every one of us. This is the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ that we receive and we can live into. And, and, and this is why I know that we are valuable to God As a matter of fact, in God's eyes, you are both precious and priceless. You are a a treasure beyond imagining, a pearl of great price. You are so important to God that it is unfathomable for him to not do everything he can to bring you home. And so that's the, the story that we're going to look at. We're going to take a look at a couple of parables that Jesus uh, gave to his disciples. And it comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, Matthew was uh, one of the followers of Jesus Christ. He, 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 while he uh, was in his earthly ministry, he was one of the apostles. Uh, Matthew is also known as Levi. And so the, the Gospel of Matthew is written as one of the firsthand witnesses To the story of Jesus. And and Matthew tells these parables. And remember, uh, just so we know, a parable, you have to kind of move to catch the meaning. You move to get the point of the story. And so the parable begins this way. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls when he found one of great value he went away and sold everything he had and bought it the, these parables uh, tell us of a picture of the kingdom of god and, and a lot of times when we read these we we read uh, we read and understand it this way that the 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 gift of Jesus Christ is that treasure, or the gift of Jesus Christ is that pearl, and we are the, the ones who find that treasure. Uh, we are the ones who find that pearl. and, and if we do, we, we should give up everything. The cost of discipleship should be to pay everything we have so that we could follow Jesus, so that we could be obedient to God's call. But I think if we take a deeper look, at these these parables, something that we see that that may not have jumped out at us before is that God is also telling us our value in these parables through Christ. Jesus says that 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 the person goes into the field and finds the buried treasure. And that that buried treasure, if we look at it this way, that Jesus is the one that's in that field, and he is seeking the treasure to bring it into the kingdom, then everything changes because then we recognize that we are that treasure, that we are that pearl of great price. We are worth everything there is so that Jesus can bring us into the kingdom. This is why we we recognize the gift that we have in Christ, because there is no limit to God's love for us. God did not withhold even His only Son so that we could have that relationship, so that He could draw us back to Himself. We are of such value that the Creator of all things, God Himself, would do anything for us to bring us into relationship and to give us life again. He can't imagine what life in, in, in its infinite, fathom, uh, infinite uh, future would look like without us. And so he does everything he can to bring us into that relationship and draw us into the life that we have in Jesus Christ. And we 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 express this so in such familiar words when we hear John 316 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then John 317 says this, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. God so loved the world that he wanted to save it. And so he sent his son into the world so that he can bring us into that relationship. The good news of Jesus Christ is that our value can be seen in God rather than our value being seen in our own circumstances or in what other people tell us. Sometimes we need to recognize that. The most important people in our community are the ones that we value their opinion of us the best. I mean, and the people that, that, that have so much more value in, in our lives, and, and I'm not trying to say monetary value. I'm just saying people that speak into our lives, we give them value. And, and, and some people have way more value than others. And, and so I wanted to, to paint it this way. God himself, who created you from the dust and brought you to life and pursued you in Jesus Christ, finds you to be a treasure, precious and priceless. And that should be the voice that speaks above everyone else. We need to find our value in Christ and, and in the life and death and resurrection that we receive from him so that we can express to the world, hey, we are precious and, and, and great gifts that God has, has drawn to himself. Because that's what God wants us to recognize, that we are of infinite value, and, and so much so that He can't leave us behind. And, and, and maybe we can hear that, and we okay, I've, I've heard, you know, I get that. But here's the deal. Uh, when I, when I, bought, I bought a house in St. Louis uh, years ago, it was the first house I'd ever bought, uh, and I was going to do some renovating. We were going to pull up the carpet and put in hardwood. We were going to tear out a wall, maybe two walls, all of this kind of stuff, I wasn't an expert in that, so I I called some of my friends who knew what they were doing in that, and I said, hey, I'm going to buy this house, and I'm going to do some renovation. Would you be interested in helping me with that? Because I wanted to get people that knew what they were doing to come alongside me and help me to build and repair and renovate this house. And so I had one of my buddies showed up on the day that I bought the house. He was like, oh, I'm going to come by. And I was like, cool, I'm over here. So I'm standing in the house, and he's walking through... Uh, the, the house with me. I show him all the places, and, and we go back down to the first floor, and he looks at it, and he's like, well, you want to start ripping up carpet? And I was like, uh, not, not really, because uh, I just bought the house. I don't, am I going to tear it up right away? And yeah, we sure did. But out of my mouth said, sure, let's do it. And so I, I trusted him enough to know that all the things that we were ripping out, we could get back in. And all of the things that we were doing were going to pay off in the end. And all of the people that I surrounded myself with were people that were going to help me to get the house in working order and, and to have the house that I, I wanted to have. And, and here's the reason that I tell that story. Because those people were valuable to me in, in the repair of that house. Think about this. God calls us not just so that we can have uh, a new relationship only, but then God goes further and invites us to partner with him in the building of the kingdom of heaven. Our value to God is so much more than just the, the response that we give for faith, that, that we receive uh, Jesus Christ, because then we are put into action, that God calls us so that we can do stuff on His behalf, so that we can build the kingdom. God trusts us enough and values us enough to invite us into the building of the kingdom of God that will last for eternity. This, this boggles my mind even today when we, when we really think about that. Because there are, there are times when I question my value, when I, I look at, at all of the things that I've done and I'm like, I, I just wish I could do something of, of worth, something that, that, that shows that I matter. Uh, but God has invited us to be a part of this kingdom building activity. And it's not just um, at the high level of, oh, I need to personally be better. No, He wants us to be better, but He also wants us to make a difference in the world around us. And if God trusts us enough to call us into activity, to, to put us to work, doesn't that paint a different picture of the value that God has for you? Not just that you're important enough that he's going to send Jesus for uh, to redeem you and and reclaim you, but also that you're important enough that he's going to trust you and empower you and put you to work. That, that, That to me paints a picture of a God that I so desperately want to follow, that I want to find my value and my worth in him. In Ephesians, Paul tells us this, in Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purposes of His will, that God has called us each individually and, and it's according to His plan, this work that He has for us, in order that we who were the first to put on hope, put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. God does this, invites us to this kingdom-building work so that we can be part of the kingdom itself and so that we can be part of the praise and glory that God has given for us to do. This, this kingdom-building work that he calls us into. And so our question was, what if I mattered? And, and, and I want to ask it in this way: What if I started to see my value through god 's eyes? What would your life look like if you found your value through god 's eyes that you put away the decision to let others speak into your life and and to speak little of you, uh, and, and instead gave all of that value over to God and said, God, show me my value. Let me see who I am in your eyes so that I can be that person in my life. Because God's view of you is far more than you give yourself credit for. God's grace and love for you is far greater than we give ourselves credit for. So what is it that we can do? What can we do in order to embrace that? And friends, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the, the very pastoral answer, and it is this. It all starts with prayer. First is saying, God, I need you come into my life and, and show me all of that. And maybe you're one of those that are on the fence and, and you haven't taken that step across the threshold of faith and, and put your faith in Jesus. And if that's you, I'm going to encourage you to take that step when we are doing our prayer. But um, the the truth is that 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 is the beginning of everything. But that's just the start. That's not the end goal. That's the beginning. And then we want to start finding our value in who God is. And we can do that by this. Pray, God, let me find my value in you. Let me find my value in you. That's part of seeing, seeing ourselves through, those God's, uh, through God's eyes. And it's, it's this. God, let me see my worth through your eyes. Let me find who I am in you. And and also, God, help me to know that I matter to you. Help me to know beyond a doubt that I matter to you. And and if if we truly seek God's view of ourselves, if we truly turn over all of that to God, God will be faithful in giving us a better view of who we are in helping us to understand what God has in mind for us and how we can come alive in Jesus Christ so that we can receive the gift that He offers and so that we can go to work doing the the things that He calls us to. So really, the question is, what if you said yes to all of this? What if you truly bought in? What if you sold out to Jesus Christ and said, everything that you are offering God, I want Help me to see who I am in your eyes and and help me to be that person in my life. And what if you believed that it was possible that it could be true? Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious and almighty God, we give you thanks for the gift you give us in Jesus Christ, for the life, death, and resurrection that you offer to us so that we can come alive in Christ Jesus. Help us to embrace the, the, the vision that you have of us. Help us to receive that. Help us to see ourselves through your eyes. Help us to know that we matter to the King of kings, that all creation uh, is, is, is after us, that you have pursued us uh, even in the darkest depths of our brokenness. And God, we just give you thanks for that. Help us to, to recognize that. Help us to see who we are in Jesus. And God, I just pray that if there's anybody out there that, that has not taken that step across the line of faith, that you would soften their heart, that you would be with them today, and that you would invite them into that relationship. I know you are always inviting them. And so help them to, to boldly pray, uh, pray a prayer that, that moves them across that line of faith, a prayer of submission. God, I need you. God, help me to be more like Jesus. God, forgive me and make me into the person that you want me to be. Father, I pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ and ask that it be done in his name. Amen.